Hello and welcome to episode number 50 of AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast, coming to you from Searcy, Arkansas. I'm your host, Aaron Vaughn. This is the show where we rip open a random wax pack every week and discuss that year and brand of card along with the players in the pack that we open. Along the way, we'll shout out some of your comments as listeners, sometimes discuss some stories about cards or players that come to mind, have an interview here and there, and spread the pure joy that is ripping open wax packs. And we also have the segment um, that's popular called Kurt Facts, where my brother Curtis gives us epi- um, uh, facts from the last episode uh, or stories about players from the packs that we opened or from that year of card that we were talking about. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart to- uh, Radio, TuneIn, and P- Google Podcasts, and some other places that you may uh, find your podcasts. New episodes drop every Thursday, um, and this is episode 50, so appreciate um, everybody supporting the podcast to get this far. I uh, started this as just something that was fun. I didn't know how, how long it would last, but I've been doing this for every week for um, at least that long, so there's uh, 50 episodes out now, so if you've just started listening, go back and start from one and uh, tune in and um, keep helping us spread this podcast if you can by commenting, liking, and subscribing and rating. We, uh, we really appreciate it. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs to see the portion of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast. We're always looking to promote veterans charities. So contact us through one of those outlets I just mentioned and we can. Uh, discuss either a partnership to help out uh, veterans charities or just help you uh, give to veterans charities and their families. It's always a good thing to do. It's near and dear to our hearts. Uh, Today we will be discussing 1993 FLIR, a baseball pack here. We're going to rip a pack here in a little bit. Um, Just a few things here on my list here to talk about. Uh, Thanks for all the comments and likes. Uh, Like I said before, Um, really appreciate those keep those coming Um, did have a comment from and a picture um, sent to me uh, to my text messages from my uh, cousin Kevin Vaughn who he won the packs a couple weeks ago and uh, he showed a picture of his packs and he was so happy he said he was like a kid in a candy story Um, it's like he just remembers opening packs and how fun it was for him he said that his his uh, parents or grandparents um, got him uh, a pack of to- or a, a factory set of tops every year since like 1985 or something up until a certain time. I can't remember when that stopped, but um, he was just really excited. And he said, I'm going to refrain from opening these packs and he's going to save them for his baby boy Mitch to open as his first pack. So, um, and then he's going to buy a, a, a set each year for him as he grows. And I love that idea. Um, but that's awesome. He said these are going to be Mitch's first packs that he opens because he has a, a, a baby boy named Mitch. So that's awesome. It was a great story to hear from Kevin. Um, and uh, have fun with those and keep Mitch into uh, opening packs for the rest of his life. It's so such a fun thing and it, it's something that would keep a father and son um, doing things together. Uh, also, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, a new podcast that's going to come out at some point. It's kind of just in the works right now, but my bro- I told you my brother's name is Curtis, and he he's the one that gives me the information for Kurt Facts. Uh, we actually 
started uh, he started doing something called CVs tend to check out. Um, it's uh, about ten different songs that you might not know. They're kind of under the radar. He loves music and he's he's a he knows he's awesome at looking up information about them and knowing little details that you might not think about certain groups or artists. And so what it's going to be is uh, he's going to do all the research and then hopefully I can get him on the talk as well. But uh, if not, he do the research um, and then I'll talk about all the different 10 songs that he has picked out for that month, just once a month for now. Um, don't know exactly when it's coming out. So I'll play a little bit of a snippet of the song. You may or may not have heard it and then talk about that artist or that group or that um, person or that um, guy or girl that's singing the song um, and different information about them. And I just think it would be, it's really fun. Um, the, the ones that he's already come out with that he sends to uh, just our family are really amazing. Some songs that I'd never heard of that I thought I'd like or some groups that I didn't think I'd like. And then learning information about them. It's so fun to do and it gets me to like new music and to, to, to hear new songs that I'd never heard before. So I'd look for that in the future. That's coming out at some point. Uh, I'll give you more information on that later. Um, but um, just really appreciate Kurt doing that. Again, we'll have Kurt Facts today, um, and then we'll have a little description of 1993 Fleer. So right now we're going to do the Kurt Facts. So from episode 49, <clears throat> 1989 score, here are the Kurt Facts. Number one, it was mentioned that Craig Biggio had a rookie card in this set, and even though it wasn't pulled from the pack, I always loved that guy as he played for the same team his whole career, and every time the team traded for or signed a new player, Biggio was willing to change positions to accommodate, and, 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 I, and that showed me what a team player he was. I believe he was an all-star catcher, second baseman, and center fielder in his career. He's on, one of only five players to go a whole 162-game season without grinding into a double play. He was the first Hall of Famer to have the Astros uniform for his plaque. He had over 3,000 hits and, and is one, one of only nine in history to get all 3,000 uh, hits with the same team. He's also one of only five players to hit at least 250 homers and steal at least 400 bases in a career. He was the first and maybe, maybe only player to record uh, his 3,000th hit in the same game as getting five hits. That's pretty cool. His 668 doubles is sixth all-time, and he's the only player, only player, listen to this stat, with at least 3,000 hits, 600 doubles, 400 stolen bases, and 250 homers. Talk about stuff in the stat sheet. Sheesh. That is amazing, Biggio. Number two, Randy Johnson was also mentioned, and he is another Hall of Famer who is number two on all time on the all-time K-list and the oldest to throw a perfect game at age 40. But the thing I remember most about him was when he, when the Tribe faced him in the playoffs, not sure what year, but he threw a wild pitch with Kenny Lofton on second, and Lofton scored from second on the wild pitch, and the Tribe went on to beat him to win that playoff series. Yeah, I do remember that, Kurt, like it was yesterday. <laughs> Um, number three, Andre Dawson was pulled, and it is correct that he is in the Hall of Fame, and his nickname was the Hawk. Number four, Joe Carter was pulled, and what comes to mind with him is what a great player he was for the Tribe in the middle 80s, but in 87, he and Corey Snyder were featured on the, the cover of SI as representing the Tribe as World Series contenders, and the Tribe went on to lose around 100 games that season. The SI curse had struck again. Man, that's unbelievable. And last but not least, number five, um, Fernando Valenzuela was also pulled, and 
And what I remember about him is that he threw a nasty screwball, which is an unusual pitch due to it causing arm issues. And during his windup, he would look up at his cap bill before delivering the ball, which is unusual because most pitchers do not take their eye off the target. He also was a good enough hitting pitcher that he was used as a pinch hitter from time to time and even had 10 career homers. Lastly, I believe he's the only pitcher to win the Cy Young Award and the Rookie of the Year Award in the same season. Wow, those are some great Kurt facts. So if you need to go back and listen to those again, feel free. Those are, that's amazing, Kurt. Thanks for those facts. Appreciate that. Now let's get on to the description of the 1993 Fleer baseball set. All right. Let's see here. 1993 Fleer was a 720-card set that was ordered alphabetically by player within each team for each league with the National League preceding American League. For the first time, the set was separated into two 360-card series. Series 1 was released in February 93, and Series 2 was released in June 93. So you see that a lot now with the different um, series release, and most of the cards are, have to do with um, Tops or Donruss now. I don't even know, think there is a Fleer now. Um, if I'm wrong about that, let me know, for baseball at least. I didn't get that. Could you try again? Whoa, that was my, uh, sounded like Alec- what can I do for you? Alexa or something talking to me. Sorry about that. I'm not sure I understand. Oh, man. I don't know why it keeps asking me that. Um, but anyways, uh, so so there are two series for the first time, and Series 2 was featured... Uh, featured players from the two 1993 expansion teams, which were the Colorado Rockies and the Florida Marlins. There were three subsets and checklist cards. Um, There were the league leaders, the record setters, and the superstar specials, so those were always fun to get. Um, 1993 marked the first time Fleer utilized ultraviolet coating on insert cards in its flagship set, although Fleer was already using UV coating on all cards in its 1992 Fleer Ultra set. I think we did a Fleer Ultra not sure if it was a 92 um, episode. Uh, for the first time since 1985, Fleer did not produce a factory set. That's crazy. They didn't have a factory set. Um, there are no notable rookies in this set. And curiously, Ozzy Smith was not included in either series. And that is crazy. Um, but I was looking through the rookie cards. There are none to note. It's crazy. Um, separate from the 1993 base set were two promotional sets, a 25-card promotional set called 1993. Three Fleer Atlantic. The Rockies play the Marlins on May 30th, 2022 at 3:10 p.m. Oh man, um, sorry about that. And a 66-card promotional set called 1993 Fleer Fruit of the Loom All Stars. Um, distribution were 15 cards per pack, 36 packs per box. Jumbos were 29 cards per pack, 24 packs per box, and the rack packs were 18 cards per pack and 24 packs per box. So there were. Different insert cards, like I said, they're the all-stars. The major league prospects were anybody that is, you know, of note. Golden moments, provisions, rookie sensations. Again, not they didn't pick out very many good rookies here. Um, and then team leaders. There also were Tom Glavin career highlights cards. And you could get those, but every so often they would put an autographed Tom Glavin career highlights card. And it's not known how many of those are in there, but that would be great. That's what kind of what we're looking for today. Yes, we look for rookies and um veterans and you know really good veterans and hall of famers but tom glavin had an autographed card uh, of the career highlight set i was looking them up on um, ebay and they sell for a pretty good amount uh, especially if they're graded and and it's an unknown quantity of cards that was put in there that was autographed um 
but it says, unlike the Roger Clemens autographs from the previous year's set, all Glavin autograph cards were embossed with a seal of authenticity for distinction and certification. So then you knew that it was real. So we're looking for the Glavin autograph, um, and we're going to go over to YouTube right now and open the wax pack. All right, 1993 Fleer baseball pack here it says collect tom glavin career highlights limited edition subset and their details in the back you can also get those in packs and you could get the uh, tom glavin autograph card which we're going to look for in our pack contains 15 uh, trading cards and you got a little blue um, around the middle or on the outside in the middle it has a yellow baseball with a green background for the for a for a baseball field there and it actually has tom glavin on the front of it throwing um, before we open the pack our winner this week for the wax pack uh cards here and some extra packs will be sky congleton sky congleton my uh what you call him my um cousin my cousin <laughs> sorry sorry sky I haven't seen sky in a while he, he sky does a a lot of driving or driving around and going around all different countries and all over the world so he has an amazing life so uh congratulations sky this is episode 50 sky congleton he gets the uh, packs and the cards from this um episode cousin sky all right here's the wax pack here we're going to open that now and it is sealed tightly looks like it isn't really wax it's that I don't know what you call it, poly. Um, it's a little bit different, but it is it is sealed like that. Still call it a wax pack. It just feels a little differently from the older wax packs. All right, so hopefully this isn't stuck together. We'll find out. Rough. All right. And it is kind of stuck together. If you're watching the YouTube video, you can see it's like a brick. And and you could really deface your cards by just pulling them off. They would, you know, get stuck together. And then, you know, part of one card will get stuck on the other one. So we're going to try very gently to take them apart. So here's the first one. You can, it wasn't too bad. Probably isn't going to be in perfect condition because of that. But so we got Gerald Clark here. Um, so it shows a picture of them on the front. Um, looks like most of those are in action as I'm looking at them. Um, it's got a gray border, pretty cool looking card. And going down one side has the uh, their name, on the left side their name, the uh, team they played for, and their position. And then the bottom right it says Fleer, 93. Then on the back, looks like it has all of their minor league and major league statistics. And then um, the information about them, uh, whether they bat right, throw right, where they were born, their home, and their size. Six four. This guy's six four two zero two. Gerald Clark. Um, and then another picture of them. And I'm looking at them. It looks like that's also kind of an in action photo. So the first one's Jared Clark. Gerald Clark. Sorry, Gerald. Next we have Mike Sosha. Next we have, trying to take them apart nice and easy, Bob Wickman. Bob Wickman? Bob Wickman. Man, I can remember him and for the Cleveland Indians. Uh, he's on the Yankees there. Yvonne Rodriguez, Pudge. Now that is an amazing Hall of Fame catcher. What a, what a career he had. 
Kevin Tapani or Tapani. I'm not sure exactly. Tapani, I think. Ooh, you can hear them kind of ripping apart there. Ron Karkovice. I think it's because what they were made out of too, and they're so old. The way they're like, they're slicker than the old cards. Dan Walters. I don't think they thought of that when they were making these. After 35 years or whatever, 30 years, that they would stick together because of what they made the cards out of them because they were trying to make them better quality, high quality. And if you didn't open them right then, sometimes they'd get stuck together. Tom Candiotti. He's also a tribesman at one point. There he's on the Dodgers. Chris Sabo. Dwayne Ward. And Chris Sabo was on those Reds that Reds team that won the World Series in 1990, I think. Wire to wire. First place to win the World Series. Russ Swan. Ellis Burks. He's also on the Indians. He had some good years. Mike, not Michael Jackson, but Mike Jackson. Mike Hartley. And oh, man. I thought it was going to be the uh, at least a Tom Glavin, not the autograph, but we got John Smoltz. They were great teammates together. John Smoltz was, he had some amazing stats. Maybe Kurt could look up John Smoltz, a little bit about him. So that was our pack. And congratulations to my cousin Sky on getting the wax packs. And we're going to go back and finish up the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the YouTube portion. Thank you for tuning in to episode number 50. Appreciate it. Keep the comments and likes coming in, and the and please rate and uh, subscribe the podcast. Uh, remember, you can contact us in the following ways. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs, and you'll see the part of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast. And we're always looking to promote veterans' charities. This has been AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast. This is Aaron Vaughn thanking you for tuning in. Have fun, be safe, love one another, and keep God first in your life. Have a good one.